It's the Monday Wrap with my dad, Pastor Mark. Well, hello everyone, it's Pastor Mark, and you're joining me for the Monday Wrap for Sunday, October the 17th, 2021, in a message I entitled, True Vision, based on Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Now, this is a verse that many people have heard, and it's the one that goes, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And, and I asked in the beginning of the service, what does vision mean? And we said it can mean a lot of things. It can mean clarity of sight, like physical sight. It can mean an effective solution to a problem. It can mean a strategy for the future. It can mean a way of thinking as we move into tomorrow. Or some might say it can mean a way forward. But when we come to our passage and we hear these words, where there is no vision, the people perish, it's easy to apply one of these preconceived notions to the text, what biblical scholars and good preachers call reading into the text. Uh, It's easy to read what we want into a text or to read our current Western understandings of words or phrases or life situation scenarios into the text. But the key to good biblical interpretation is to read the text as the ancient everyday man or woman would have read it. And what does it mean in a BC Hebrew Middle Eastern context? And when we look at it that way, it's clear uh, that what is being talked about here in, in Proverbs 29 verse 18, when the, when the writer talks about vision, is not strategic vision. It's not planning. It's not problem solving. It's not clarity of physical sight. And it's not a way forward. Now, unfortunately, uh, people often use this text to bolster ideologies of strategic vision. Um, Christian organizations and businesses and churches and others will stencil on their walls and stationery or training materials, where there is no vision, the people perish. And they'll use this mantra to say, we need to know where we're going. We need strategic, a strategic plan for the future. We need a forward-thinking leaders to show us the way. And I'll pause for a minute and say that I agree with these people and leaders when they say things like this. Uh, We absolutely need people of strategic vision and planning in our organizations. I I told the story of an organization that I was part of where there was no strategic vision. There was no communication. there There was no goal setting or planning. It was horrible. People sort of milled around every day, came came in right on time, left right on time, never gave any extra effort, felt undervalued, complained, and harbored bitterness and all kinds of things. They didn't know where they were going, so it negatively affected where they were. They were perishing on the vine because they had no vision, no strategic vision. So I agree with people in theory, but what I don't agree with is their biblical interpretation. You see, the word translated vision in this passage is a Hebrew word that is used 23 times in the, New Te- in the Old Testament, rather, and most often in the prophets. And, and I gave some examples of other places where it's used, like Isaiah 1.1, and uh, Isaiah 29.7, and Jeremiah 14.14, Jeremiah 23.16, Ezekiel 7.26, and Daniel 1.17. When we read these, these verses, we find out that in each verse, the word vision is linked with things around this idea of prophecy. So folks, when Proverbs 29 verse 18 talks about vision, it's not talking about sight. It's not talking about strategic vision. It's not talking about anything of that sort. As we sit on Sunday, it's talking about prophetic vision. It's the vision of prophecy. It's the vision of foretelling the work of God 
and forth telling the truth of God's word. Now, we have said that the, that the two things that prophets do, as we see in the Bible and Old Testament, is they foretell the work of God. They, they are so in tune with God, in communication with God, in communion with God, that God tells them, this is where I'm heading in the future. This is where the people of God are going. If they do well, this is where they're going to go. If they don't do so well, if they don't follow me in obedience, this is where we're going to go. And so they kind of tell the future, right? But it's not their telling of the future. It's God's telling of the future. They're just communicating it. And then the second thing they do is they forth tell the truth of God. In other words, they look at God's word. They, 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 they take it and they, they tell you what it means. They tell you the truth behind it. Uh, they don't pull any punches. They just say, this is what God is trying to say. Again, they're so in communion with God through prayer, through Bible study, uh, through their understanding of, of, of who God is, that they're able to tell the truth of what's going on, what right is, what wrong is, uh, what doing well is versus what doing poorly is. And, and, and that's, that's the forth telling role the prophets. So prophets foretell, they tell the future based on what God tells them the future is going to be. And they forth tell the truth based on what God has told them the truth is. Do you see the difference here? Is that it's not planning or strategy that these prophets are coming up with. This vision of Proverbs 29, 18 isn't man devised, it's God devised. It comes directly from God. It's scriptural, biblical, God-teaching, Christ-preaching vision. It's the opening the eyes of the heart. This is the vision that quickens the spirit, encourages the saints, and makes disciples. And many biblical interpreters have understood it this way because I shared with you three other uh, translations of this same verse, Proverbs 29, verse 18. The NIV says, where there is no revelation, that is revealed truth of God. That word vision is translated revelation in the NIV. That's revealed truth from God, right? You, you get revealed things from God. You don't, you don't devise revelation. Revelation comes to you. The NIV says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. The New Revised Standard Version says, where there is no prophecy, right? The work of the prophet, foretelling and foretelling, what we were just talking about. Where there is no prophecy, the people cast off restraint. And then the ESV, the English Standard Version, says where there is no prophetic vision. So they even interpret, interpret it prophetic vision. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Folks, I want us at Jerusalem Chapel Church to see this verse in that context today as we look into the future. Because if we see it in the typical context of strategic vision or planning, then all we are going to do as we move into the future is come up with another man-devised plan that is going to fail. Churches do this all the time. Preachers and leaders come together. They think about all the cool things they want to do. They dream about all the money they can bring in through contributions. They long for a precipitous rise in the attendance. But these plans almost always fail. And if they don't fail in practice, they certainly fail in the eyes of God. Why? Because a true God-honoring vision is not based on a strategy. Rather, it's based on the truth of God's word. It's blanketed in prayer, right? And that's where we're in our Into the Wilderness prayer campaign. It's blanketed in prayer. It's grounded in biblical precepts of truth and, and justice and love and grace, and, and it's prophetic. Again, if you missed it, prophecy is both the foretelling of the work of God and the foretelling of the word of God. So you're saying, Pastor, break it down for me, right? Come <laughs> on, Pastor. What do you mean? What are the brass tacks of all of this? Okay, here it is. 
The vision that the writer of Proverbs is talking about is the clarity of the spiritual eyes when when we or someone else explains the work of God in, through, and with the word of God. When we marry work and word, that's prophetic vision. When we're so in tune with God that we know how he has worked, how he is working, and how he's going to work, and we know his word so well that it starts to infiltrate our lives and change us from the inside out so that we see things clearly and as as they are and as God sees them, then we're having prophetic vision, the vision of the prophets. Or let me say it another way. Prophetic vision is when we can foretell the work of God and foretell the truth of God because we are so in tune with the word of God that we have been blessed with wisdom and discernment. Let me say it again. Prophetic vision is when we can foretell the work of God and foretell the truth of God because we are so in tune with the word of God that we have been blessed with wisdom and discernment. And this, my friends, is the kind of vision we need for Jerusalem Chapel Church as we move into the future. We don't need another plan. We don't need another tactic. We don't need another good idea. We don't need another strategy. We need a vision, a prophetic vision. We need a clear vision given to us by God. And we say, well, Pastor, how do we get this? How do we, how do we garner prophetic vision? Where does it come from? Well, there's a few ways, right? And I said, there are three things. We got to read God's word and seek to understand it. We got to pray to God for guidance and direction. And thirdly, we got to come together in our Sunday school classes and see in our, 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 our Sunday school groups and, and, and Bible study groups and our families and other venues. And we got to talk about it, right? We got to be in fellowship. We got to read God's word. We got to pray. And we got to fellowship. This sounds familiar, doesn't it? It's <laughs> my triangle faith. That's how we do it. That's how we get prophetic vision. We said, well, but what's the vision, Pastor, for, for Jerusalem Chapel? And specifically, what's our prophetic vision? Where are we going? And I said, you know, I don't know where we're going to be in five years. I don't know where we're going to be in 10 years. I don't know where we're going to be in 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years. But what I do know is that we're going to take the next step. We're going to take each step as God shows us through our prayer, our Bible study, our discernment, our prophetic vision, right? As he shows us the next step, we're going to take it. And so I said, you know, one of our next steps is prayer. We're in our 40 days of prayer. We're not in 40 days of prayer just to do it. We're in 40 days of prayer to get us prepared, get us prayed up, get us ready for the days ahead. So folks, this 40 days of prayer is important. If you're a prayer uh, and you've been praying for years, then 40, this is just another 40 days to strengthen your prayer wall. But maybe you're somebody that hasn't been praying for a long time. Maybe you haven't prayed for a long time. Well, this 40 days of prayer is going to help get you, get, get all of us in the habit of praying so that when we're done, it's not just 40 days, but maybe it's the next 40 years of prayer. But we got to be a people of prayer. Ain't nothing going to happen, I said on Sunday, if we are not prayed up and ready to go. So prayer is one of our steps. You say, Pastor, are we taking any steps in, towards our prophetic vision? Yes, prayer. Secondly, I announced today that Connie Wagoner is going to be our new community ministry leader. Now, that doesn't mean she's doing everything, right? We're, in the weeks to come, she's going to be asking for volunteers and people to help and people to step up and, and, and be a part of this team. And I'm going to ask you to pray, and, and if God leads you that way, to be a part of this community ministry team. I mean, this is what it's all about, reaching our community with the gospel of Jesus Christ, with the goodness, love, grace, and mercy that he has shown us. So that's a next step. Uh, there's some other leaders I'm going to be announcing in, in the days ahead. That's a next step. There's some initiatives that we're going to be announcing in the next month or so. That's a next step. I can't tell you exactly where we're going to be, folks, but I can tell you we're taking the next steps. And those next steps, I'm convinced, are prophetic, visionary steps. 
So you say, well, Pastor, what can I do? Well, here's the application. Continue to pray, right? Continue to pray for our church. Continue to pray for our administrative board. Be a part of our 40 days of prayer and beyond, right? Read God's word and seek his vision. This prophetic vision is not just for the pastor. It's for all of us. So as we're moving into the future, you can seek God's prophetic vision for you individually, for your for your family, but certainly for our church as well. And, and as you, you feel that God is moving you in a certain direction, maybe that's a ministry direction that you go in the church. Seek God's will. Seek God's vision. Through prayer and Bible study, I, I challenge Sunday school teachers and leaders and group leaders to at least one Sunday out of the next four weeks to, to talk about this in your Sunday school class and then make some notes and, and get back to me. Which, what are your Sunday school classes saying about prophetic vision? What do they believe it is? Where do they believe we need to go? You know, Pray about uh, the future and see what God, where God leads you. Maybe he'll lead your class in a certain direction. Come to our prayer meetings on Sunday morning. Uh, but more than anything, just talk about this stuff. Discuss it. Get excited about it. Invite friends to church so they can get excited about it. I mean, there's so many things we can do, but the key is that we seek God's will, that we seek prophetic vision, not man vision, not man's vision, but God's vision for our church. Prayer, Bible study, fellowship. We need to be about these things, folks, because that's God has given us these tools to guide us into the future. If we're looking at these tools and we're throwing ourselves behind it, the Lord's going to move. He's going to do great things. But if we stagnate, we decide we're not going to be obedient. We step back. We don't do what God's called us to do. We don't seek his word. We don't seek him in prayer. We don't seek him through fellowship. And God's not going to do anything. There's going to be no movement in our church. I know nobody wants that. So let's seek prophetic vision together, folks. Let's be a people of prayer, of Bible study, and of fellowship. Well, I hope this wrap has helped us out. I hope it's given you something to chew on this week. And I hope that you'll join us next week as we continue to dig into God's word and seek his truth for our lives individually and our lives corporately as his church. Well, folks, we'll talk to you next time. Have a great week. Join us next week for the Monday Wrap with my dad.